What is up, Next 90 Nation? What, what, what is up? Well, I'll tell you one thing that was up. It was the surf. The surf in El Salvador was, uh, was really up. Uh, I went to El Salvador recently with my, with my wife and uh, good friends of ours, James and Abby Malad, great, great human beings, love them to death. And James is a, is a great surfer. And he, his mission in life is he goes all over the world and, and he looks for these great breaks. And uh, he loves Central America. Now, I've surfed in Central America one time prior to this. I surfed down in, in Costa Rica for my brother, my eldest brother's 40th birthday. And I'm a good surfer, people. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm a good surfer. I'm a longboard. That's right, God damn it! I said it. I am a longboarder, and I am proud of it. Now, I'm not a longboarder because I can't surf. Like, that's not why I'm a longboarder. I'm a longboarder because I love it. I actually started on a shortboard and went to a longboard. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. It's called Endless Summer 2. And it was a spinoff of Endless Summer 1. And uh, Endless Summer 2, there's this guy in there. His name is, his name is Wingnut. Pat Wingnut. And, and, uh, or I think his name is just Wingnut. Um, and he's a, he's a longboard. I remember watching this movie and I was like mesmerized, man. I was watching him go up and down the wave and he was surfing big shit. The same stuff that the, the shortboarders were, were surfing. And I was like, dude, that's my guy. Like, I like that guy. He's got style. He's got class walking up and down the wave, hanging 10, like whirly, twirly birds spinning the board. I'm like, that is some cool ass shit. Like I want to do that. I want to do what that guy is doing. And so I started, I started longboarding and I've, I've been doing it for a long time and I've been in like really big surf. I've been in, uh, you know, a surf that was called big Wednesday. Uh, this was like back in college we went and, and it was huge. I mean, it was like double overhead and I've been on my longboard, like eight foot, nine foot, you know, almost like not quite like a Maverick gun. I know you guys seen the, the break at Mavericks and that, don't get me wrong. I've never been close to anything like that, but Point is, I can hang. Like, I can hang in, in, in decent surf. But the thing about a longboard, the thing about a longboard is that it's super hard to get out in the surf. Like, it's super, it's really hard because when the waves break, normally you do what's called a duck dive, which literally is, as it sounds, like you dive down like a duck. You push the board down and you dive. And the board pull, as you push the board down, it kind of, you go under the wave and it pulls you up with a, with a long board. You just kind of like hold on and pray. You ditch the board, you roll over, you do this thing called the turtle where you roll over and you, you hold the board, but there's no easy way about it. So James, my buddy James, he knows that, you know, I'm a longboarder and he's like, oh, dude, you're going to love this break, bro. It's a, it's a point break, right? It, it goes out. <clears throat> um, and, and that means that like I'm, I'm regular foot. So that means when you surf, my chest is facing the wave, right? So you drop in and you're facing the wave and it's a very cool feeling because you can see everything and you're kind of leaning into the wave. You can go up and down and I love rights. Like it's like my, my Mecca and this is a point break, right? Which means it starts at a point and it just peels and it goes forever. I'm talking like 200 yards and I'm like, dude, this is going to be sick. And he's like, and hey, don't worry, bro. He's like, don't worry. I know you're a longboarder. Don't worry. He's like, there's a channel. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so the channel normally is means there's like this this opening that you can paddle out and kind of paddle around the waves and and you know, you can kind of paddle behind them so you don't get beat up. So I'm thinking, dude, point break, point break right, a channel and um and and, and like warm water in El Salvador, dude, count me in. 
And meanwhile, like I made this trip a couple's trip because my wife and I, in fact, I was having a conversation with somebody today. They're like, dude, is your wife, like you're, you're working a lot lately. You're traveling a lot. I mean, how's your, how's Nicole? And I'm like, my wife is great. Like Nicole's great. Like we have very open communication. We talk about how like we're in these seasons, you know, sometimes there's like, there's seasons in life, just like there's seasons in the weather. And uh, right now we're in build mode. Like we're in build. Like we've got two companies that are profitable. We got one that we invested in that's a startup, and we got my personal brand that we're highly invested in right now. And and we we bought this property uh, up in Idaho, and we're investing a lot of money there to develop it and get it to where we can host these like premier events. And we're hosting events, and so there's just a lot of stuff going on right now. But my wife and I are very dialed in in our communication. We're very open in it, and so we know that we're in a season, and we know that we don't have another trip planned till September. So we went on this couple's trip. It was last minute and quite frankly, inconvenient because we have to get childcare and everything. But if you listen to one of my episodes where I said, if you do the hard things in life, your life will be easy. If you do the easy things in life, your life will be hard. So it was hard for us to find a sitter. But like when we got there, it was very easy because my wife and I are able to connect emotionally, sexually, uh, spiritually. Like she did, she did yoga twice a day. I surfed twice a day. We had dinner with with these great human beings and there was just like connection and and disconnection from, you know, the the social media and the social norms and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, it was a it was a great trip that I was I was I was looking forward to. I was looking forward to this channel and I was looking forward to these point break rights and I was looking forward to like actually getting some cool footage because I've never been really filmed surfing and James like our package that we bought, we've got these boat trips, we can go to these different point breaks and they're gonna take footage of us and we can buy it. I'm like, dude, I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked. So we get to El Salvador, we take the, uh, take the red eye, we, we flew first class. So that helped a little bit with the, with the sleep deprivation, but we get there and we were, we were what was called wave starved. Like we were wave starved. Like we were so hungry for waves that we paddled out in, in sort of shitty conditions. Now I'm looking all around for this channel that James is talking about. And I'm thinking there's just going to be this channel with like this, this, um, uh, current that's going to pull me out to the waves and there's no channel. And James just like takes off running. He's on a short board. He's a, he's a, he's a surfing Filipino. He's like the Manny Pacquiao of the, uh, of the surf world. That's so funny. I just thought of that right now. And I'm actually going to tell him that he's like the Manny Pacquiao of the surf world. It's like a Filipino in boxing. Really? And then it's like a Filipino in surfing. Really? But the guy rips. I, I like up until this trip, I thought the guy was Hawaiian. I'm like, wait, you're not Hawaiian. He's like, Fuck you, dude. I'm Filipino. I'm like, well then, back back patakimo. I don't fucking know, man. You I thought you were Hawaiian because you served. It just shows my ignorance, people. But anyway, so James runs out there, Filipino guy running into the water with his surfboard, and he's out like and the waves are coming in and they're pretty decent size. They're overhead, which means I'm six foot, six one on a good day. So these are like six, seven foot waves. They're powerful people. Like they're really powerful. And so here I go. And oh, another thing that James told me is he told me that, dude, you got to look at the board selection down there. Don't bring your board. Like they've got great equipment. They got really great equipment. You can, you can um, get from them. Part of our package includes your board. So none of this happened. There was no channel and there was this, the, 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 the surfboards were beat the fuck up. So I ended up taking a phone foam top out and I got, it took me like 30 minutes to paddle out. I'm like, what the hell, man? I got, where's this channel and where, like, where's this awesome surf equipment and you know, where's my big point break, right? So 
anyway, we get out there. I catch, I catch two good waves that first day and I'm like, I'm hooked. I mean, cause that's all it takes. It takes like two good waves and it makes everything worth it. That's, that's what surfing is kind of all about. Of course, you'd love to string 20 of them together, but like you need two good rides and you just, you feel so fulfilled and, and, it, and it's such a great, um, accomplishment. And so we come in and I'm busting James's balls. I'm busting his Hawaiian Filipino balls about this channel and like the equipment and he's dying laughing. He's like, bro, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's like, I thought there was a channel. I'm like, where? He's like, it's right there. I'm like, where? In the freaking monsoon tsunami storm out there? So the next day, right, we go and I do my first ever boat trip, which means they they put you on a on a boat and they they drive to these point breaks. And now they literally drop you behind the waves and you paddle, you paddle in, you know, and you and and when you paddle in, you don't have to worry about like getting beat up on this longboard. You just paddle right to where the waves are and you start. And normally you could try to time it. There's things called sets where the waves come in in sets. They literally come in in waves and then you, um, you time it and then you start to, you know, surf the waves. So we're, we're going to this place called Punta Mango, Punta Mango, like Point Mango or Mango Point. And it's a point break, right? But it's rocky. I mean, there's tons of rocks and you really can't even access the beach unless you're on a boat because it's just too dangerous. And underneath you is all rocks. The waves are pumping. They're like, they're overhead by like probably maybe not quite double, but they're like time and a half. So they're like 10 foot waves, eight foot waves. And so I'm a bit nervous, you know, like I'm just a bit nervous. I've never surfed on a, on a point break. I've never done, you know, the, um, the boat trip. I've never been on camera before when it comes to surfing. And so I'm just a bit nervous, but I'm not really showing James this. And one thing I did is I drank coffee and I never drink coffee prior to surfing. I always drink coffee after surfing. So anyway, I'm on this board that I thought was going to be good and, you know, part of this killer equipment that James was talking about. Um, and it's like a waterlogged hog. And so I get on the board and I paddle and I, and I see where this guy is surfing. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go over to where he is. So I paddle, 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 paddle. Well, this guy was on a, a short board and the difference between a short board and a long board is you can actually catch the wave a little bit sooner on the long board. So I like, I paddled to where this guy was surfing and I found myself caught on the inside. I found myself caught on the inside and I just got fucking pummeled. I mean, the waves were coming wave after wave after wave after wave. And I'm like tired and tired and tired. And this coffee is like gurgling up in my throat because it's so acidic. And I'm having to <gasps> hold my breath and, <gasps> and then I get my board and <gasps> another wave comes, <gasps> another wave comes. And I found this spot where I could like bounce off the bottom. Like it would, the wave would come and it would crash and it would boom and it would push me down and it would kind of wash me around and it would push me to the bottom. And I found like a couple sandy spots that I could like spring up and come out of the water, catch my breath and wait for the next one to come. And then wham, it would slam back down on top of me again. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, James and your channel. And so I get up and I like, I finally get to a place where there's no waves and I'm like, <sighs> catching my breath. And so then like, I was so nervous. I was so anxious. I didn't want to get caught on the inside that these good waves would come and I'd, I'd let them pass by and I'd let them pass by. And then I'd see James catch a wave and I'd paddle to where he was. And then, you know, there, I would get, you know, beat up by two waves. And then I'd see this other guy and I'd paddle to where his, and there's only like three of us out there, which is unheard of in these types of situations. But I kept paddling to these other guys' waves and then I'd get beat up and I'd get bounced off the bottom. And finally I just said, fucking Nick, like 
you're out here for your wave. Like, don't worry about the cameras. Don't worry about, you know, how many waves you're going to get. Just go for that, that one wave that was meant for you. And sure enough, like 10 minutes later, this wave comes and James like, go buddy. And it was, it was pretty decent size. I'm like, oh shit. And I stroke, whoosh, whoosh. And I came up, drop in. Yeah. Sweeping bottom turn up and down the wave. Come, it's starting to close out. And I go up and fly off the top of the wave. And James is like, yeah. He's like, aloha. I'm like, you're not Hawaiian. And we're like, yeah. And I'm like, fuck yeah. And I ended up catching one other wave. So in a two-hour session, I got pummeled. I got absolutely fucking pummeled. And in the two-hour session, I got two good waves. And I could not have been happier. I felt so fulfilled. I felt like the trip right there could have ended and would have been worth it. And we went back and we had we had breakfast. And I'm busting James's balls again. And the guy comes up and he shows me the picture. And literally, it brings chills to my body. Like, looking at this picture, I'm going to post it up on ownthenext90.com so you guys can see it. Um, <clears throat> it, it. It's a picture of me surfing. The wave is overhead, and I'm, like, in the perfect position. And I'm just riding my wave. I'm just riding my wave after getting pummeled and bouncing off the bottom. And I looked at James. I said, you know what, dude? This is a podcast episode. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, this is a lesson here. Like, the lesson is, first of all, there's no easy way to get out in the fucking surf. Like, you just have to do the work. You have to get, like, pummeled. You have to figure out a way to get past the churning water and the big crashing waves and the scary intimidation. And by any measure necessary, you have to get out in the, in the surf in order to actually surf. And you can try to come in behind the waves. You can try to sneak behind them. And, and if you're not careful, if you're not paying attention, and if you're trying to surf another person's wave, if you're paying attention to what other people are doing in their lives and trying to surf their waves, you can get caught on the inside and get caught on the bullshit and get pounded and pounded and pounded and pounded. And until you surrender and just use that bottom, use that bottom to bounce off of, like you could stay on the bottom and drown and fucking die, or you could bounce off that bottom, bounce off that bottom, come up, <gasps> take a grass of air and then boom, hunker down for the next fucking wave. And there's, there's just stay there and stay calm and bounce off the bottom and do it again until you just learn that it's about waiting for your fucking wave and surfing your wave. Don't pay attention to what other people are doing in their lives. Don't be worried about the perfect fucking photo for Instagram or Facebook. Like be worried about the experience and the journey and waiting, waiting for your wave. Because everybody thinks that life is going to be this channel, this current that's going to bring them out to their surf and there's going to be no crowds, there's going to be no winds, there's going to be no storms and you're just going to surf your perfect wave. And I got news for you people, it's not like that. It's not like that. If you heard the podcast this week with Heather, you heard our story. It was turbulent. It was turbulent. Even planes consume the most amount of fuel getting off the ground. But then when they're at 30,000 feet, they're not impermeable to turbulence. And that's life. Life is not always going to have a channel and currents or a boat. And if you get caught up 
paddling back and forth, trying to get caught up in someone else's wave and someone else's story, you ruin, you run the risk of missing your fucking wave and you get, you run the risk of getting caught on the inside and getting pummeled. So where in your life right now are you watching, looking, hoping for that channel, hoping for that easy current to take you out to your wave when you know what you have to do is strap on that goddamn leash and just paddle and paddle into the waves, into the current, into the, the whitewash and the turbulence and just keep going and knowing that your arms are going to get exhausted. You're emotionally drained. But when you catch that one or two waves, you will be so fulfilled and you will surf your ass off. The wave only lasted all of about seven seconds, but it was the greatest seven seconds of the trip. And then that gave me the conf confidence on the third and final day to just go out there and surf my waves. And we got some great footage. I have some great memories and I've got a, an everlasting way to bust my friend James's balls about this current that didn't exist and the equipment that was absolute shit. James, I love you, brother. Hawaiian, Filipino, whatever the fuck it is that you are, my brown little brother, I love you so much, man. And uh, that was such a great trip. And I thank you for pushing us to go. And I thank Abby for pushing my wife and, and making her do yoga twice a day and not even making her, just challenging her to do it because she got so much growth and she was able to like find her, find her, her, herself again, you know, cause we lose it. We lose ourselves in, in all of this noise and all of this clutter and everything that's going on in life. We lose ourselves and we lose connection with our partner. And my wife and I were able to gain that back. I was able to surf my own wave and I was able to get some powerful freaking lessons. So my friends, that's all. I just want you guys to surf. I want you to hang fucking 10, but I want you to know that it ain't going to come without paddling, paddling hard, being willing to get fucking pummeled, be willing to do it the hard way and really enjoy the ride once it comes. Cause it will. And that's what the next 90 is all about. It's all about just <laughs> recalibrating celebrating, recalculating and going and going and going and getting beat up and going and going and getting beat up. If you want to figure out how to get started, you can head over to ownthenext90.com, put in your email, download the gap map. That's the first thing. If you want more, I do this show for free, but if you want more, if you want more from me, if you want one-on-one -on -one interaction with me, if you want to join one of my mastermind groups that I push to the limits, guys that I'm doubling, tripling their income, I'm resurrecting their marriages, and I'm actually giving them a roadmap so they can love themselves. If you want that, if this message is resonating with you, email me, nick at ownthenext90.com. Nick at ownthenext90.com. And I need to retract something. I am not doing anything. I said, I am resurrecting. I am doing this. I am not doing anything. I'm merely showing them a fucking mirror of what's possible when they go all in on themselves. And then I'm holding them fiercely accountable to what they said they were going to do. And the results are freaking crazy, crazy marriages, having sex more in, in 90 days than they did in the last two years, connections with their children, bank accounts that are filling up. If that's you and you want to be a part of that, email me, nick at ownthenext90.com. I will email you an application. Not everybody gets in and it is not cheap because I place a high value on myself and those that invest in themselves 
are the ones that ultimately reap the rewards in life. So people, surf's up, hang ten, cowabunga, aloha, and I don't know any Filipino, but James, I know you, my little Filipino brother. I love you guys, and until next time, own the next 90. I'm out. If you're interested in leveling up your life, and you want to know how to get started, head over to ownthenext90.com. That's ownthenext90.com and download the Gap Map. The Gap Map will help you figure out where you are, where you want to go, and what's standing in the way. Get started today by heading over to ownthenext90.com. Go out there and own it, people. See you on the next episode.